Dave Grohl's hinting that the cover of Nirvana's Nevermind could change in the very near future. Uh, we're going to toying with some ideas right now. Here to talk about it, Alan Cross from the Ongoing History of New Music and a Journal of Musical Things. Also, I consider him a friend. Welcome to the show, Alan. Good to have you on. Well, well, friend Kelly, how are you? I'm fantastic. What the, this uh, story about uh, Nirvana's Nevermind and the album cover changing? This, of course, all is was sparked by a guy named Spencer Eldon, who was the baby that appeared in the artwork and sued Kurt Cobain's estate, alleging the image was an example of child pornography and, and sexual exploitation. Maybe refresh our memory on that. Yeah, he was six months old when he had that picture taken. His parents brought him over to the photo shoot. He was chosen out of a, a bunch of babies that were swimming in the pool that day. And I think he got paid two or three hundred dollars, nothing much. But over the decades, he's now 30 and he has reenacted that photo many, many times, always wearing a bathing suit. But he's always, you know, he's been very proud of the fact that uh, he's the Nirvana baby that everybody knows. Uh, earlier this summer, he decided that he'd had enough of this and didn't like the fact that a little bit of his junk sticking out there. And he feels that, well, we won't get into it too deeply, but he, he would like that either changed or uh, to be compensated in some way. This is the lawsuit or or something. So um, it's everybody in the Nirvana camp is going to be talking about this because mm-hmm. it amounts to a couple of million dollars. Some of the people being sued weren't even in the band the, when, when the album came out. Chad Channing was a drummer before Dave Grohl. Uh, he was named in the lawsuit for reasons that nobody can really figure out why. So maybe this is just uh, a trial balloon or it's uh, an offer or it's, it's, it's maybe a promise that's done in good faith to, to redress the situation. Now, you've seen a lot of Dave Grohl in the news over the last little while. That's because his new book called The Storyteller, is coming up tomorrow. He's been doing tons and tons and tons of interviews. People have been asking him about all kinds of stuff, and he's been very forthcoming. And I guess somewhere along the line, somebody asked him about the, uh, the Nirvana album cover, and, and this was, was his response. Right, and there's a, a deluxe 30th anniversary reissue of Nevermind that's been announced, and it's set to be released November the 12th, and there that's where they could be looking at a new album cover. I know that pre-orders for various... Uh, deluxe editions currently available on Nirvana's website. A lot of people will want to get their hands on this in vinyl because we, you know, vinyl sales are up, but there is a shortage of vinyl. Can you speak to what's leading to the shortage of, of vinyl? A couple of things. First of all, high demand. Uh, when you have all these box sets coming out, they come with three, four, five, six, seven discs. There's a Bowie box set that's coming out that I think has 18 pieces of vinyl, and it's the very thick 180-gram vinyl. So uh, then there's all the stuff that's got to come out, all the single albums that have to come out on a, on a regular basis, plus all the, 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 those are just the major labels. Then there's all the indie guys that want, uh, indie people that want their stuff out on vinyl, which uh, has created a, a couple of, of, of issues. First of all, uh, capacity when it comes to pressing plants. Uh, a lot of places were shut down in the 90s and 2000s before the vinyl thing reared up. So there's fewer places to make records than there used to be. Those places are completely overwhelmed with orders. Second, there was a fire at a Texas oil refinery back in 2018, and they were responsible for providing a lot of the raw chemicals, the polyvinyl chloride, 
to record pressing plants. So that created a shortage. They're probably, I think, back online, but it did not help. It, it made everything a little more difficult to get uh, the raw materials. The, uh, they're called pucks, by the way. You uh, have a big vat of this stuff, and a puck drops on a press, and then two hydraulic things come in and make a record. Uh, so that was one. In 2020, just before the uh, uh, pandemic kicked in, there was a, another fire at this place called Apollo Masters in California. And they were the, one of only two factories on the entire planet that were making something called Lacquer Masters. And you can't make a record without this Lacquer Master. It's an important part of the manufacturing process. They were responsible for 80% of all the Lacquer Masters being used. There was another company in Japan, and they were completely overwhelmed. Now, that took a while to sort out because, uh, you know, I don't even know if Apollo Masters is back online. But they, the industry got together, realized that this was a crisis, and they moved to uh, creating metal masters, which uh, is, is more expensive, a little slower, but it has brought everything um, uh, back, more or less back up to speed. Although I had heard of, of it used to be, you put it in a, a, an order for an album, uh, like a, a run of albums, and you get it in two or three months. Now it's nine months, 12 months, wow. 14 months, just to get your order. Uh, is that helping with sales, though? Uh, well, like I because you know that whole idea of oh, I have to wait; it's exclusive. I'm, I mean, in some ways, I think people would be um, enticed by that. Well, it hasn't hurt it so far, uh, but it has pushed prices way up. Uh, mm-hmm. If you've gone into a record store lately and look at a new piece of vinyl, I, I, I went in one place uh, here in Toronto, and uh, there was a tragically hip album. Uh, and it was $75. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's the problem. Now, there's another, another issue. Uh, I, wait, wait, I have to say this, Alan. Is it just me? Or wouldn't you be slightly terrified to drop the needle down on that $75 album? Absolutely. And people are freaked out. And they're saying, well, how is this happening? Is, you know, it's, you know, and they think it's the record store or they think it's the, uh, the record label. Uh, Maybe a bit of both. But at the same time, we've got this shortage. Now, um, of, of, of records. And now we're seeing another potential shortage of polyvinyl chloride, because if you look at uh, the markets, you'll see that there are predictions for $100 barrels of oil coming up uh, soon. And as the, as the whole world comes out of its pandemic front, there's this giant demand for petrochemicals and, and oil and gasoline. And a lot of these places have, you know, had to scale back during the pandemic because it just wasn't there. I mean, you may have heard stories about oil tankers being parked off uh, the coast of Singapore or hanging around in the Red Sea because, you know, that was where they were storing oil. Uh, so, so now, and, until all this sort of stuff works its way through the system, the price of oil could hit 100 bucks at 70-something dollars right now, and that's... Uh, creating more price pressure. We, we ran into the same problem in 1974, 1975 with the Arab oil shock when suddenly prices went from you know $8 a barrel to whatever it went to. And the record industry was completely blindsided because the raw materials for making vinyl records went way up. And what they ended up mm-hmm. doing is using a lot of recycled vinyl, which had all kinds of impurities in it and created uh, bad-sounding records, and they made the records thinner, so it was less polyvinyl chloride per record. And as a result, by the time we get to the end of the 1970s, we hated vinyl because it was so crappy. 
It was the manufacture of it was so crappy. And when CDs come along in early 1993, we could not wait to get rid of that crappy vinyl. For CDs and then leading to digital music and MP3s where we're back to, boy, we, we want some sort of quality. You know what I think is really interesting too, Alan? I was reading about this over the weekend is that vinyl's now attractive for the artists as well because you need about 300 streams to make about a buck on Spotify, but you'd make more on selling a record that's like $75. Well, it depends on how much of that $75 comes back to the artist, but yes. On physical product, there is a higher margin per unit. So if you're, you know, one of the one of the things that indie bands love to do is press up a whole bunch of vinyl and sell it at the merch table when they're touring. That's pure profit. You know, they sell 25 or uh, records a, a, a night off the stage, and that's all going in their in their in their pocket. That's being threatened as a lot of these bands go back on tour post COVID. So you know, can these you know can first of all can they get their order? Uh, if they can get their order, how much are they paying for it? And if they're paying a lot for it, can they afford, uh, can their fans afford it when they want to buy something off the stage? I just want to wrap the conversation up with this question, Alan. Do you think that the, the, you know, this, this quest for vinyl and, and the popularity of vinyl can actually sustain itself, not with the shortage, but do we have the attention span for vinyl in the long run? Because I got to be honest, I'll have a nice little collection. Every once in a while, I'll go to it and I'll think, oh, man, what happened? Oh, right. I got to flip the album. There's been silence for a little while. And it, I find it a chore. Uh, I know how you feel. Uh, right now, the biggest purchasers of vinyl, uh, other than old white guys, seems to be uh, Generation Z. They are the ones that grew up on virtual music. They've never known anything physical. They've never bought a CD. They've never been in a record store. But they like vinyl because it offers that tactile, visual um, sense that you do not get with, with, a, with a screen. So um, as long as the old guys keep buying records, and as long as millennials and Gen Zs are interested in, in records, uh, as long as the industry doesn't kill itself by pricing itself out of the market, as long as we can get polyvinyl chloride from the oil refineries, uh, we'll be fine. <laughs> That's a lot of ifs. Alan, thanks so much for joining us. I always appreciate our conversations. You're very welcome. Anytime.